0: All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, we have Mike Bata joining with joining us, who was the co-founder of Manitoba Harvest Hemp Foods in 1998, and he served as the chairman of the board and CEO, helping guide the strategic sale of the company to Tilray for $419 million dollars in 2019. Since then, Mike has celebrated and supported other business ventures as an entrepreneur, investor, advisor, and mentor. He is the author of the recently published book, Grow, 12 Unconventional Lessons for Becoming an Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And is, above all, just a fun, awesome human that I've had the pleasure of spending some time with uh, in person in Toronto uh, last year. And so I'm excited to just uh, jam about the journey, Mike. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. I mean, there's so many different angles we can we can jump off on uh, to get this going. You've you've had uh, a wild journey, and uh, obviously with the book, there's there's a bunch of lessons in there. But even outside of that, just from our other conversations, there's so much that we can uh, tap into. But first, before we get into all of that, same question everyone gets on the show, and it's just who are you? You know, titles aside, all of that aside, just who who's Mike? Yeah. Well, I um. In the current state, looking back, I would
1: say i'm a I'm a continuous improvement guy um, i'm I'm the, I'm the little engine that could uh, <laughs> and, like I, that. and uh, um, just continuing to work on myself personally and and professionally and, and now you know i'm a twenty five year entrepreneur and so have created that success in in business and and have changed my changed my life and my lifestyle for the better, but it's it's all just um, from a lens of continuous improvement.
0: When when was that instilled into? Is that something you grew up with, or something you kind of no. evolved into? Yeah, not at all. You know, so when I when
1: I was young, I grew up with a single mom, uh, which was she was working her butt off, and so um, you know a minimum amount of parenting, extra parenting time, just because she was working a lot. Um, and you know, I fell prey to fast the fast food movement. I found myself weighing three hundred pounds when I was eighteen years old, and right around that time, I I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I decided to do something about it. So I started my health and weight loss journey. And I guess like that, that started my continuous improvement, but I didn't have that mindset then. I just was you mm-hmm. know, going to the gym, losing weight, um, and and it felt good. Um, but when we got into business and started Mantua Harvest in 1998, um, and, and we started to grow the company, I learned uh, formally about continuous improvement um, uh, from a manufacturing and from a business process standpoint. And I started to adopt that into every aspect of my life, you know, creating my best day ever, uh, but doing it like not, you know, there is no perfection. It's just continuous improvement is the, is the closest thing to perfection. And so now I, I hold that, um, that thought clearly in my mind of, of how you take these systems and process to, to make that happen. But
0: I think it, it really started with my weight loss journey. It's wild to me because I mean, obviously, I didn't, you know, we didn't know each other back in those days. And when we met, essentially, half of the time we spent together was, you know, doing breath work in a hot, cold therapy or studio other ship in Toronto, which I mean, is, is obviously very health focused. So I'm curious, Mike, like when, when you, you know, you did weigh 300 pounds, and you just, you know, you weren't feeling well. Like, what, what was your first step? Like, how did you get out of that cycle? Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate. Um,
1: my, my older brother, my, uh, four years older than me, um, he was kind of a chubby kid before, uh, you know, because we were eating, you know, low, uh, low cost, lower quality food. Um, but he had already started his, his health journey. And so, um, when I said, Hey, I want to, I want to change my health. He's like, I'll take you to the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that was a big, big start. And, And for anyone that's you know, seen that show, The Biggest Loser. That's what it was like. I went to the gym with my brother the first time. I couldn't even lift the bar, just the, yeah. <laughs> no wait on, it, just the bar. And I'm crying and he's like, you could do it. You could do it. And, uh, and then we just bonded, uh, um, and, and we just became gym buddies and, and, and he really helped me. Um, and then after you start clearly flexing the muscles, it's easier to kind of continue it. But uh, that, that's how I got the uh, the jump off and from a weight from an exercise. And then I, I became super interested in oh, you actually can take control of your own health by uh, you know changing your diet. And I started doing a lot of research and reading books on on diet and nutrition and yeah, put those two together. And you know after two and a half years, I lost one hundred and twenty pounds and and uh, and I. I now I've been on a, a health kick for 25 years and yeah. doubling down. You know, doing ice baths and saunas and all these next level wonderful things that make me feel great. How did so?
0: How did it all begin with with Manitoba Harvest?
1: You know, I um, so the first part of my diet and lifestyle changes. I I I was I took uh, I was on the no fat diet. Doctor Nathan Pritikin. You know, at that time, the mid 1990s, no fat. Everything was popular. And, so many of those diets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll cut fat out of my diet and and uh, and I did and I was losing weight because I was going to the gym but I learned the hard way about um, essential fatty acids and, and the good the healthy fats that you do need um, and so I I I read a book uh, Dr Udo Rasmus's book Fats That Heal Fats That Kill kind of the fat Bible uh, that Udo's known for and uh, and then I I I switched back from oh it's not the no fat diet it's the right fat diet and Udo um, had promoted hemp oil as being the number one um, source of omega three and omega six, those healthy fats. And uh, I, I met the two other co-founders of Manitoba Harvest that were lobbying the government to legalize hemp. And I told them, "Hey, you know, yeah, things are going to change. That uh, hemp, hemp could be cool and everything, but people are going to want to buy it in the future because it's it's a healthy fat source." And uh, yeah,
0: because at that time it was, if I remember correctly, like the, those were the the that was like the era of the hemp necklaces and like hemp clothing yeah. and things like, yeah. but. Food, like there wasn't no, yeah, that there was, much talk, yeah,
1: because all those all those fiber products, like like hemp
0: paper and and hemp hemp
1: clothes, and uh, that's what I had. I had a hemp t shirt and a hemp uh, 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 a bracelet, and I thought hemp was the coolest thing. <laughs> but you, but there was no there was no food because all of that was kind of imported from other countries around the world that could still grow hemp. Yeah, we we got we got uh, hemp legalized in 1998, and so we were one of the first companies to plant hemp seed in Canada and, and start making uh, hemp food products.
0: Wow. You've got to share some of this. I mean, there's some awesome stories in the book. One that that stands out is, is clearly <laughs> the point. I, I just laugh. Like, I think it was, there was a store that you were frequently, that you would frequent often buying products and whatnot and, and asked a few times if you could have, I think the oil yeah. right on the oh, shelf yeah, that, or something yeah, like health, that. Yeah, that. You got to tell yeah.
1: that story. That's great. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the health food store right across the street from my mom's house. So I'm just, I'm now, before we started the business, I'm, uh, uh, you know, two 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 and a half years before that, I started my health journey. So I was in this health food store right across my mom's street you know, multiple times a week, uh, learning, you know, buying products, buying, you know, different, uh, herbs and, and, uh, and protein powders and stuff. And uh, when we started the business, I took, you know, we, we got our first, we made our first, uh, run of bottles of hemp oil and I'm like, well, I got to sell it to Marvin at the health food store. And so I went in and I was like, Marvin, you know, can I, can I sell you three bottles? Of, can I sell you bottles of hemp oil? And he's like, no, no one's asking for hemp oil. And, and, uh, and I pestered him cause I was in there a couple of times a week. So I'd keep going back. Hey, uh, you know, and he knew, and I guess he just probably, because I was a customer said, okay, fine. No one's asking for him, but give me three bottles. And, I run back street to my mom's house, get the three bottles of oil, come back with a little uh, paper written uh, invoice for $22.50, give it to him. I leave there, and literally, I'm walking out the door, and, and 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 I'm like going back to my mom's place and phoning my gym buddies. Go to the Canadian <laughs> Nutrition Center and buy the bottles of hemp oil. And uh, I come back in like two days later, and and he's like, "Hey, two of the three bottles uh, sold, and uh, and bring me three more bottles." You know, and and so just really, that was our first retailer, and 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 got the uh, and got the got the wheel spinning.
0: Yeah, is there any other interesting stories like that? I mean, whether they're small or big, like down the. Down the road, because I mean, obviously, you know, there was a a long journey of from from that period to to selling, Um, but just like those little, un- I mean, well said in the subtitle of the of the book, but like unconventional kind of business strategies. Let's just say that you know, think like little scrappy things you have to do to just keep it going and and make some, you know, uh, I guess foster some momentum. Yeah, you know, I'm I
1: I, I didn't realize it when we were starting out, but I'm a big believer in it now. Um. Uh, I realized it, you know, a little bit down the pathway of the business, but, um, gaining our customers one at a time. Some people would say that's ridiculous. You know, like you're in the food business, you need, you need thousands of tens of thousands of customers, hundreds of thousands of customers for, you know, or millions even for the success that we built. But, uh, I said, you know, if we're, if we're creating, you know, if you take the time to educate someone, uh, about the benefits of the product that we're selling them, um, and then, and then they start buying the product, but they buy it, they start being, becoming a lifelong customer that really works, you know? And so we took to, we were so scrappy at consumer shows, like it started at in-store demos. But so I remember the first consumer show that we went to, I was so excited Because all the other people, all all the other companies that are at the show are all selling products that I would buy as a as a health food consumer. Um, But we, I literally sat there for thirty hours over the weekend. We printed brochures on our office printer that that just explained you know fats to people because I thought, hey, a bunch of people are going to be confused about fat like like I have, and uh, and I and I I was there telling my story, and we we sold you know the first three hundred bottles of hemp oil, Um, but not only we sell that. I made a whole bunch of friends for all the other food companies, uh, the mm-hmm. founders that were there. And, uh, and um, John Holtman, who owned the, a chain of health food stores in Manitoba called Vita Health, uh, came over to me from his booth and said, "Hey, everyone's coming over and telling me that I, I got to buy hemp oil from you." And so, you know, it's one of those lessons that I, that, I, that I that I share in the book about building community and putting yourself out there, but really doing it like one one at a time. So this this thought of like making friends first, like take the time with someone, explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, and uh, and and then when you share that passion and you and you have an emotional connection together with someone. Like it adds up, it 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 compounds, it it snowballs.
0: Well, clearly, given you know, kind of the 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 exit situation, and, and you know, that's not always the case. But I, to me, it just shows it's possible, right? And I, I'm just curious, like out of my own, uh, for my own curiosity, like what does it feel like to go from you know calling you know a, a few of your buddies to go buy oil off the shelf to get things going to that moment where you knew. This company was selling for four hundred ninety million dollars. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty huge. Yeah. What were the emotions at that time, Mike? You know, it.
1: Um, um, well, I, I've learned that no deals are done until the deal is done and the money's in the bank. So there, there's a yes. roller coaster ride when you're doing large uh, company sale transactions like that. But when the cash actually hit the uh, the bank account, um, I realized that. Um, you know, my life had changed, not changed in a way um, that some people would think. Oh, now you could just go sit on a beach, or now you can fly around in p- private airplanes and stuff. That's not me, and 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 that yeah. and that doesn't interest me. And uh, and I've learned that I, you know, I have to work. I want to work. I want to work for the rest of my life. But I have the freedom of my time, one hundred percent freedom of my time, and and uh, and and it just it unlocked something in me. I guess a confidence, um, an awareness that, uh, that we, you know, we have one life to live and, and so many people are trapped in their own, um, you know, in, in their own journey and they don't think they can, they can break out of it and do whatever they want. Um, I've created this great thing, this business, but I didn't realize until that day, uh, you know, happened. And, and, and so, you know, I'd want to tell you that it was all, Positive um, uh, and joyful, like the emotions uh, being happy. But it, that's not the case. There was also a heavy grieving process that happened because the next day after we sold the company, um, I wasn't welcome there anymore. I couldn't I couldn't walk into the office uh, when I wanted to. We had a team of over two hundred uh, team members. Uh, you know, I couldn't talk to them anymore and, and help them. And and uh, I uh, that that's the part I think that. I learned, and a lot of founders don't think about that when they grow their business of, of what's next part because they're, yeah, there's a heavy grieving.
0: Hello, friends. Given you're here, I'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit. So with that in mind, I want to let you know about the Better Questions newsletter, which publishes once or twice a month, providing all of us the opportunity to slow down, think, and ask better questions. As you know, quality questions are my thing. And this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional, and expand our mental capacity. You can sign up over at BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter, which will also give you a preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. That's BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter. Now back to the show. Part of the reason I asked you that question was just given everything that's going on right now. There's there, there's a lot of change in the workplace, and you know what what I pick up from your answer. There was for you, you know, obviously the situation was a bit different, but there was an identity shift there, right? Like you've you've been doing something for so long, building something from the ground up, and then in in a moment's you know, almost in a overnight kind of situation, everything changes, which a lot of people are going through with. Losing their jobs, or with the layoffs and things like that, or whatever. There's there's a million different circumstances uh, to to set up that situation. So I'm curious, like in those times, what helped you from yeah. either mental fitness or your well being practices to just help you know get through that?
1: Yeah, well, and and you know, it was a uh, it was a triple whammy for me um, because we. We sold the business. Um, my, my ex and I, after 15 years, decided it was time to separate and be good co-parents to our kids. And, and my mom uh, died unexpectedly, all within five weeks of each other. And so I was grieving the business, uh, uh, like, hey, I can't go yeah. and, and go to work. Uh, and then I was grieving my family, like, oh, I can't hang out with my kids or my family. And then, and then I can't hang out with my mom. And so I uh, and your mom worked at the company as my well. My mom right? worked at the company yeah. right to the day that we sold it, and uh, and three weeks after that, she uh, she passed away. And so um, I went into to answer your question. I went into monk mode. Uh, you know, for six months, I I I was I was so um, I was so stressed out. I was so I was so emotionally frazzled that um, I just had to focus on my um, rebuilding my best day, which was focused on you know. Uh, exercise and and food and nutrition and um meditation and and all these healthy practices that I've learned over the years that I really needed at that time because mm-hmm. life was very hard I I I had to I knew I had to reinvent myself but I had to I had to go through a very thorough grieving process um to not carry any of that baggage into the future and so for 6 months I I did that and then and then for, and, and and within that 6 months I started getting clarity at the end of it of what was next for me, what what I what I really wanted to do uh, with my life, and so for people that are um, going through some aspect of that, you know, family member dies uh, uh, close to them, they they lose their job, um, they're in transition. That transitionary phase, I, I think it's very important to be your best self from a, from a mental and physical uh, health um, and really focus on what you want next. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight or it takes several months or, or it could take longer than that. But uh, I think that, w-
0: that, that work on yourself is really important in those challenging times. What are some questions that we could reflect on or ask ourselves to get closer to that version of our best self? Um. Uh, how much sleep do I
1: need in a night to feel well rested? Um, so important. what, 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 what kind of activities, exercise, um, do I want to do that, 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 that feel fun and effortless to me, to myself? Mm. Um, what kind of foods can I eat that are going to truly nourish me, but, but satisfy my, my cravings and, and be sustainable? Yeah. Uh, what, what am I passionate about and, and what can I see myself doing from, from, a, from a work standpoint? Um, some people love soccer uh, and, and they 'd want to do soccer or something something involving around soccer for for their whole life. Other people want to they they love food and they could just make food all day long and should be involved in the, in the food business. but like what what are you true the question is what am I passionate about and I, and I would do even if someone wasn't paying me uh, as, as a job um, and then you know what's my purpose in 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 life um, can, where, where am I going to find enjoyment? I've, I found usually that's helping others in some way, helping others, mm-hmm. helping communities, helping the planet. Um, but it's a good question to to ask oneself, especially in transitionary times.
0: Is there anything for you uh, personally that you found helpful to just still your mind and be able to kind of clear out some of the, any, whether it's outside mental clutter, or noise and stuff like that. But to your point, I think like what, like what you said when you went into monk mode, like you come out that, it could come out of that experience a little bit more clear and be like, oh, okay, that's the path. Yeah. But what, you know, for you, what, what, what was really helpful? Um, so
1: exercise is helpful for me. I find that uh, when, you know, um, when I'm exercising, I, um, I relieve some of the the anxiousness that naturally can occur and, and can ad- get intensified if I'm you know, having too much caffeine or having too much sugar or some of the inputs that we put in our body. Um, but then I, I've been a big fan of of meditation now for over a decade, and and I, I've I've taken um uh Kriya, Babaji's Kriya Yoga meditation a, a workshop over a weekend that taught me uh, a certain mm. form of meditation, uh, which I've been doing for a long time. But I've been fascinated with lots of different types of meditation, whether it's you know getting the calm app or or you know simple. Meditations where you could, you know, just rub your two fingers together and focus on the, on, on just that for the moment instead of all the other things flooding into your brain. Um, and, and ultimately meditation, um, just continues to serve me, uh, combined with breath work, just, just focusing on my breath, um, can bring me into a calm and centered state, even in, in, even in, in times where, um, uh, the the rest of my body wants to like jump up and, 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 and run, you know,
0: or, or, fight or flight kind of mode and you from from this from our past conversation but you've got a pretty solid morning routine that you've that you prioritize and i'm assuming built over the years um can you share kind of a practically speaking and and i always ask this because and this is just so you know this is not to offer a prescription of you know mental fitness but more so you know there might be one thing there that someone on the other side's like ah, you know what that 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 resonates with me i can fit that in, in my schedule so i always like to just get all these practices out, yeah, yeah and For me, it's a you know I'm
1: a, I'm a promoter of, uh, of 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 finding your best day ever. I've been working on my best day ever now for 25 years, and and it's again, it's not a perfection thing. It's just a uh, it's a continuous improvement finding yeah finding little things that work for you and 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 adding them into your day. Um, the 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 uh, the exercise and the wellness part is really important for me in the morning, and so. I get up and and uh, I'm a, I've been intermittent fasting, so I I usually don't go in uh, what I used to do in the past, like ram food down my throat uh, yeah. right in the morning, or even a smoothie or something. I, I I maybe I have some water, I have some juice, I maybe have a coffee, but you know, liquids kind of only, and and I get into a. Know stretching routine and get my body warmed up, uh, and then some kind of exercise, uh, whether it's like weight training exercise or a cardio. I like running, I like biking, I like I like swimming, um, and and
0: really get the body moving. Um, What's your stretching like? I've been that's something I've been wanting to do. Like I I do it after most exercises, but I just feel like I need more of that. Yeah, you
1: know I've been so t- two different ways. I think I've I've come at it. Um, I. Uh, I've been kind of bodybuilding, weight training, bodybuilding for many years. Uh, and so I, I do some of the traditional stretching in that way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and including, I went to a physio when I had some issues with my uh, with my, my my hips and stuff. And so I've learned a specific uh, specific exercises that loosen me up. Okay. Uh, but I've also been a, a big fan of yoga uh, and more specifically hot yoga over the last like 10 years. And, and so I mm. do some of the yoga practice as well. So I'm always just, you know, the most important thing I've realized, Mark, is being mindful of what my body needs right at that moment, having yeah. a toolbox of different options and then pulling the right tool out of the toolbox. So sometimes it's just like, you know, stretching my hamstrings and, and doing seated stretches. And, and, uh, and sometimes it's more like active stretching where, where, um, you know, and I'll pull up a, I'll pull up a video, uh, on, on YouTube if I want to like get into my hips a certain way. Uh, but I, I think, uh, you know, as 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 your listeners are thinking about it, it it's you know what what other tools can they add to their toolbox so that next time uh you know it, it, they can they can pull something out maybe more specifically Um, yeah. I find that like heat therapy, and you and I had a chance to 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 do some saunaing together um heat really like opens me up and so I, I love the sauna after I've finished working out um to, yeah. to really um yeah just to really stretch and kind of release things and then over the last I guess it's been about a year and a half now. I've been adding the uh, uh, cold, it started cold showers, but then I've been adding like cold ice uh, baths and uh, yeah <laughs> and 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 again I, I said it in the beginning of this I'm the little engine that could I'll just like add a, what what's incrementally like at, what's a, ne- a next thing that can make myself feel good and and, and just try it out some things mm-hmm. don't work for me and they work for other people fine you know and that's why it's not there's not one prescription but there's all these little tools and ice baths for me uh, I do it now three or four times a week after the sauna and I am just on a rush for hours after that my 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 joints and stuff feel better, like there's yeah. all these signs that, that and I sleep better, and so I'm a big a uh, big fan of that. So if I have the time, which majority of days I do, it's like a two to three hour full routine of that stretching, warm up exercise, uh, sauna, ice bath and then, and then and then breath work and meditation um, and, and life's not always perfect, and so if I'm traveling or something, I'll do an uh, abbreviated version of that. Sometimes it's like a thirty minute that's the key. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's the 30 minutes in the in the hotel room, you know, like I'll do some breath work and I'll do some push-ups and and some wall, you know, wall lunges or something and and uh, and that's what it is for the day, but I do I won't let myself get into multiple days in the row of doing nothing because I know mm-hmm. that that's, it gets it gets me into a hole and and if you get into a hole, you got to get out of that hole, you know, or the hole yeah. just gets deeper.
0: I, I can. Re- I mean, I've talked about this on a couple other shows where, like, so for me, I'm, my routine in the mornings roughly an hour, an hour and a half, and um, sometimes, like, I mean, you you know this uh, as being a dad as well. I mean, sometimes, especially when your kids are are young, you know, sometimes they can really rock the morning routine based on whether they sleep or not. And you know, that happened recently with with my youngest, and I just remember waking up feeling just so exhausted, and I probably I slept a little bit longer than normal, but. There was and and I was fighting with myself. I'm like, I just I got to jump into the day. I'm already kind of behind. Like, no. And I just pulled up the other ship breathwork app and I did four minutes of breathwork, and that was enough to at least feel like okay, I'm starting the day on my own terms. Even though the morning is kind of you know been a bit rocked from the sleep of of the previous night, but just doing that one thing, you know, versus not doing the four minutes for sure. I I 100% know would have completely changed. The, how I felt and the outcome of the day. So it's just you know for people listening, just you know, it's not about like it's your point. I mean, try to stick with the routine, but if if something gets rocked, do something. Do something, yeah. And that's yeah, old school calisthenics, right? Like do a couple jumping jacks
1: and a couple pushups yeah. and and a couple air squats. Something over nothing because it will it will keep you at that uh, in 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 your homeostasis instead of uh, if you start feeling crappy. Get most people do then what? Uh, well. I need to stimulate myself in some way with like another cup of coffee or tea or sugar or something. And then, and then, yeah. and then it's, it's your worse off. Yeah, you snowballs. Have, you have it. yeah for yeah. sure.
0: For sure. So Okay. So Mike, you know, from what I know, you, there, you do have a lot going on. I mean, so people from the outside may think, oh yeah, he, you know, exited this business and he, you know, does his two hour routine and then sits around and does nothing, <laughs> which is far from the truth. I mean, uh, I'm actually, I feel like I'm catching you right now because you're you're going to be you know traveling quite a bit. You're at trade shows, you're advising uh, uh, many companies, actually, uh, if I'm thinking of one, there's Jake from Midday Squares who was on the show probably about a month ago, um, and many others, of course, plus mentoring, and you've got different programs, and you're writing newsletters and content and whatnot. Um, all to say, uh, that big kind of rant, why write a book cuz a book is not the easy path it's not the thing that says oh that i can bang that out in 10 minutes you know what was the desire or motivation for you to you know get these get these concepts or these lessons out of your head and and put it out there in book form yeah you
1: know i've um i've been thinking about the book for like the 20 years that i've been in business um and then 15 years ago i was like i have to do that and 10 years ago i was like i'm going to make it happen i'm going to make it happen in my life and then you know, five years ago, uh, after we, you know, four years ago, we sold the business. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to do this. And the reason is because, um, you know, I've had a very unconventional path. I, I, uh, I, I dropped, I dropped out of high school when I was 13 and started working when I was 14. I, I, I got my, you know, way, way out of shape and lost uh, over a hundred pounds to, to rebound from that. You know, I, I started a new, not only a new company, but a new industry with, with hemp. Uh, and so I, you know, there's there's plenty of people that are talking about you know conventional ways to build success. You know, have a yeah. rich parents and go to an Ivy League school and 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 start a tech company or whatever it is. But I just felt like one, I wanted to share my uh, my journey to empower others um, to 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 know that it, it, they can do it the unconventional way. There's there's there you could find ultimate success that way and ultimate enjoyment in life. And so um, it's a it's a form of mass mentorship for me. Um, I've always given back, uh, you know, I have 25 years of nonprofit board work. Um, I've done a lot of one-on-one mentoring. Um, but as there's more requests coming into me over the last number of years, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I only, I only have so much time in my day to, to, to actually mentor people one-on-one. And what can I do to have a bigger... Uh, a bigger impact, and and I think about that as mass mentorship tools, and that's why the podcast, that's why the newsletter, uh, that's why the uh, you know our mass mentorship toolbox, and that, that's why the book. And so, um, I, you know, I, I've heard so far, you know, from from the other aspects of of mass mentorship that I'm doing, it, it it has the same impact. Like people can get to me, understand my story, some of the things that I do and practice in my life, and and take little nuggets from that. So, yeah, that's 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 the reason why.
0: Well, I've enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I have to say and obviously the the i understand where the subtitles coming from now just based on what you describe but like that's obviously what i was feeling as well i'm like there's just this i'm from a small town in northern ontario i mean like you know even even your your journey you know it, stories like what you've been through you wouldn't be surprised to hear coming out of Toronto Canada or LA or New York but not you know <laughs> in the middle of the country in the, in the prairies kind of thing right like it's just it that is unconventional or we don't hear about those that uh, as often and just provides i don't know it provides a, a nice perspective shift of what's possible right and and then obviously there's you, there's so many great uh, lessons and chapters around, you know, just getting your mind in the right place to do this. Um, one of them that I, I wanted you to talk about, if you, if you wouldn't mind is the, how to feel like you, uh, lesson and just you know, provide a little flavor around that one. Cause that, that one stuck up to me.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think, um, the, uh, passion is, is, is super key, right? Uh, it, yeah. Being, being, and, and another way to say passion is like being authentically yourself. Um, because I grew up and, and, hey, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was the, the nerdy overweight kid, Mark. And so I wanted, I wanted people to like me. And so because I wanted people to like me, I, um, I started acting a certain way of how I thought other people wanted me to act. And, um, and even after I, I, you know, finished, dropped out of school and I, and I, I got, you know, started working and I lost the weight when, I, when we started the business, I still found myself doing that. I was like, what, what are other people expecting of me? What, what, what will they like me for? And, uh, and then I'm going to kind of, you know, uh, go over in that direction. And, um, yeah. And I think a lot of people do that, you know, you, you, you cater to other people's uh, thoughts and, and uh, whether you want, want to be liked or, or you just want to fit in. And so I, I realized that when I started to be authentically myself, um, and that's, that's when, um, that's when life really started working for me, you know, and and I encourage everyone to, to, to be authentically yourself and I, and, and people might say, what does that mean? You know, sometimes it's like a, a simple one is clothing, you know? Like me dressing as a, (laughs) when we started the business and we went to our first trade show, I wore a suit. And I (laughs) I won't forget because someone said to me, like, why are you wearing a suit? And I'm like, well, I'm here, I'm, I'm doing business. I'm, I'm, we're doing sales. We're at a trade show. He's like, you're the hemp guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> why are you wearing a suit? And I realized that like, that's, that wasn't me. That was the thought of, that was a yeah. great example of the thought of what I thought people wanted from me. And, and so we shifted up, we shifted our, our, our business gear to more uh, sport leisure. And guess what? Yeah. People liked us just the same or probably even more because we, we, we were being ourselves. Right. And, yeah. and I could think about that kind of all the way through aspects of life, like go out to restaurants. I eat really healthy after losing weight. I, I you know, food is really important to me. And I used to think going out somewhere, even if I didn't want to, uh, uh, uh if it was unhealthy food, I didn't want to offend somebody. And so I would just eat it. And then I'd feel crappy after, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I'm like, no, I'm very proud that, you know, I know what works for me. And hey, I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have the salad or, or, or I'll have the piece of fish instead of, instead of, instead of the fries. Thanks, you know, and, and that's okay. And yeah. so now I, I promote that to, to just everyone to think about for sure for entrepreneurs and, and founders, be authentically yourself. What do you stand for? Why are you doing it? What's important to you and put that out into the world. And then you're going to attract your tribe. Your tribe's going to form around you.
0: Mm-hmm. And for everyone listening, I can attest to this because another past guest of the show, Aaron Sp- uh, Spivek, was on. We were all three of us uh, having dinner together. and We got t- we got time to- for dessert time. And, and <laughs> you remember this, Aaron and I, our eyes light up. There was this beautiful gelato on the menu. He we said, well, we can share it. He said, you guys could just have it. You sat there quietly, didn't make us feel bad. And we just pounded that thing back. But Next step was to go into uh, you know a sauna and cold plunge where we probably felt a little bit heavier and fuller than than you. So <laughs> good on you. Yeah, and all
1: that comes from a mindfulness practice, right? Just yeah. know 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 thyself, and and then and then uh, and then be proud of who you are. We're all individuals. Totally. I, I I say people are like snowflakes. You know, we we can be we could be like, but we're not the same. We're we're all we're all different in in, in our own ways, and and so honor that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing though, like coming back to just being, you know, being you and, and having the courage to take those steps, right? Like we just put so many different masks on. And I learned a little bit about that too, when I I was writing about Robin Williams in, in my book, and his opening prompt is in this chapter is how can I be unapologetically myself? And you know that's easier said than done because there's there's so much out there that to to your all the examples you gave there's just there's just so many filters that you know we put on uh, sometimes subconsciously to just fit in right but then once you can kind of get past that and do the work and you know kind of sit in silence and and process and journal and and fire up some of these practices it's so freeing once you're like okay this is me like let the real me out to play here right yeah yeah, and yeah, and uh, and, and in as many aspects
1: of your life, you know, I, I found I, I want to be the same me at home with my kids as I am out in the business world, uh, yeah. uh, as and I'm out into in the mentorship. Even when I started mentoring Mark, I, there was a part of me, you know, the whole imposter syndrome piece. But there's a part of me of like, well, what am I doing here? Am I, am I thinking I'm an expert now that I'm going to tell people what the right way to do things? No, no, no that's not what i'm doing i'm just going to really take the time to absorb this entrepreneur's business where they where they're at in their business and i'm going to share with them what i would do if i was in their situation and hopefully that's helpful for them you know yeah and 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 so it, again it's like giving myself full permission just to be myself in that moment and 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 contribute it in in a way that is that is truly me you know not telling the person what i think they want to hear or, or you know that's just and so i, I encourage others to Think like think think what that means in your life, um, yeah. Because a lot of a lot of I've, what I what I see is folks that have a hard time with like in their house or out of their house uh, um, wearing different ha- masks, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's time to uh, to drop that. So, how do you want people to feel after reading the book? Empowered, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing that uh, knowing that anything's possible knowing that even if they're not in the situation that they would like to be in now, they can incrementally, uh, build that, craft that for themselves. Um, that has been done before, um, that there's, there's a whole community of people waiting to to support them. Um, yeah, just empowered and inspired would be the,
0: uh, would be the best way for me. And for you, for you on, on the journey that you're on, like, what's, what's something that's exciting about the the path that you're, carving right now in this, this phase of your life?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, a year and a half ago, I knew nothing about, um, uh, any, well, a couple of years ago, I just, you know, I was, I, I didn't, I was never on social media. Um, I, I didn't know anything about writing a book. I didn't know anything about, um, a, a podcast. Um, I didn't know anything about a newsletter and I've created all these, uh, I've created all these mass mentorship tools for myself. And so, now I want to continuously improve them. You know, it's not about it's not about creating them new. Um, it's really about getting them out there in the world and, and having a having a big impact. Because Mark, my my, I thought a lot about my legacy. The legacy I want to leave is um, not what Mike Fata has done. I, I believe legacy is about how you make other people feel, and, mm-hmm. and I want I want to show the world that you can create ultimate success your own way, being authentically yourself in an unconventional way. And by helping other people, and uh, and if I can get that one out there um, as much as possible in the fifty or so years that I likely have left on this planet, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll feel really successful with that. And so I, I chip away at that every single day.
0: I love it. I mean, it's it's it really is full circle to how you answer the opening question around just continuous improvement, right? We've kind of come full loop, which I'm always amazed that this happens more often than not on just. And I'm not guiding this; I'm following wherever you're going. Obviously, um, so it's it's just such a treat. I mean, we could obviously talk for for a lot longer. I uh, I do encourage everyone to to pick up the book. There's a lot of gold in there, a lot of nuggets, no doubt. I mean, you just open it up at any page, and you'll there'll be a perspective shift, nice boost in, uh, like you said, confidence and empowerment, um, and whatever you really need at that moment, right? Just just tap into it and and absorb that that wisdom. Um, uh, but is there anywhere else that people can connect with you, tap into what you're working on, and and follow along on the ride?
1: Yeah, well, the uh, the one stop shop for all things me is is Mike so, uh, Mike, mikefata.ca. So, Mike M um, I K E F A T A .ca has the Founder to Mentor podcast. Um, has my the Unstoppable Entrepreneur newsletter. Um, and then has details on 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 the book on grow, um, so I encourage people to check out uh, mikefada.ca. And then I'm very active um, on social media on LinkedIn, um, also on Instagram a little bit, but on LinkedIn every day. And so if you want to connect and, and chat with me, uh, uh, find me on LinkedIn, and uh, and I'm sure we'll uh, I'm, I'm sure we can kick things up there.
0: Love it. Last question for you, brother. What makes you
1: smile each day? Um, feeling my best self, knowing that uh, you know I did, the, I, I was my healthiest me for the day.
0: Love it. Well, thank you, Sarah. Keep it going. You're doing, uh, as you know, great work out there, helping a lot of people. Um, this book is one of those vehicles, um, and you know, just the ripple effect that uh, ripple effect of what you're putting out there is uh, really impactful. So, thank you for for your service to all of us. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for thanks for sharing my uh, healthy message, Mark. I
1: very much appreciate it.